On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about getting an electric car, avoiding big issues with small actions, and why it's important to remember that everybody starts with nothing. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 96 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Right, hello hope you're well hope you have had a good week we're back on time you should be listening to this well not you should be listening to this on a friday morning but if you are listening to this on a friday morning if it is part of your routine to listen to this podcast on a friday morning you will of course remember that last week there wasn't one on friday nor was there one on saturday and it came out quite late on sunday thought i would get back into the swing of things this week although honestly i really really considered not doing this right now just couldn't be bothered. Same situation as last week where things have been incredibly busy with the business this week. And so when it gets to quite late in the evening, when everything on my to-do list is ticked off, there are weeks like this one where the last thing I want to do is sit down, review the notes that I've made over the past week and talk into a microphone and edit it and upload it and publish it and all this stuff. But we're here Hopefully it'll be a good episode. Can't promise it'll be a long one, but at least we're here. Um, It's been a busy week, but it's been a fairly uneventful week, I'll be honest. Been working from home all week. Fairly miserable weather outside, so it's not like I've been getting up to much. I think the only noteworthy thing that's happened this week is that the new car arrived on Tuesday. So you'll remember maybe five episodes ago, I sold the uh, the previous car I had and then I've been arranging and waiting for this new one to turn up so I was without a car for I think 32 days which was okay but it was just a bit of a struggle but very happy to be back behind the wheel Um, it's interesting that I went for 24 years without driving and it was completely fine like my life was entirely normal and yet then having one year of driving of getting used to having the convenience of having a car of being able to go where I want, when I want, without having to base my day around, you know, trains or lifts or whatever. Then going back to no car, even just for a few weeks, it's mad just how many little kind of annoyances I had forgot existed in trying to lug two bags back and forth between the office in Wales and Corby and so on. Um, So it's nice. It's nice to have a car. Uh, Like I said last week, I got the Volkswagen ID free. I've only got it on a subscription so I can get rid of it whenever I want. Uh, I think I'll hold on to it for at least a few months though. Really, really, really nice car to drive. I was saying to somebody earlier actually, I'm not sure whether it's because I went from driving a three-year-old 50,000 mile manual diesel car into an electric automatic, but just everything about it from a driving point of view is unbelievably convenient. Like, A, just driving an automatic is, 
like mind-blowingly simple how few things you need to consider relative to a manual and I know that you probably know this I'm not trying to teach you something here I'm just as a reflection I didn't quite realize just how much easier it was to drive an automatic and then on top of that just the immediate acceleration and power that you get from an electric car um it just makes life so much easier like nipping onto a roundabout in a space that does exist in this car that wouldn't exist in the other car with finding the bike point and accelerating and changing into second and getting around out of the way of somebody in time it's just a lot easier a lot nicer uh, the only thing that has so far been a struggle and i anticipate that it will continue to be a struggle for a while is charging so the delivery driver dropped off the car with like 26 percent charge i think and i had to go and charge it that night to get it back up to 100 first charger i tried didn't work there was just an error with the actual machine itself the second charger i tried the card that i had for that particular charge network didn't work and then my car got stuck to the charger and i couldn't work out how to undo the charger from the car so i had to phone the support line the third charger i tried was completely out of service it was broken and that was basically me out of options here in Corby. There are three fast charges in Corby. All three of them threw up some sort of error. And so I drove back to the first one, hoping that the bloke who was in the other charge bay had since moved. Because, of course, I knew that his charger was working because he was sat there charging his car. He had gone. I plugged in. It worked. Uh, and it, it probably took about an hour and a half to charge up something to do with physics and science and cold weather and shit i don't understand but electric cars charge far slower in the cold weather and also their battery gets depleted far quicker in the cold weather so i think the next few months will be a real test of whether the infrastructure is yet in place to live with an electric car i mean i i think i have fairly long drives compared to the average person like once every two weeks i'll drive the 179 miles it is between the office and my house here in Corby. I'll be honest, having looked at the map, there's not that many chargers on the way. Now, the Volkswagen ID3 has a real-world range of about 210 miles, but that drops in the winter, that drops on the motorway, and so it'll be an interesting test, particularly on Sunday, which is probably the first time I'm going to drive back to Wales. It'll be an interesting test as to whether or not I can get there on one charge and still have enough charge to go and recharge when i'm there so it'll be interesting uh, but overall all good excited to have the car it's very nice it's very well considered um, i think i read somewhere the volkswagen invested something like 33 billion euros into the development of the id range which is of course their first and their flagship series of fully electric intentionally built cars so just like every other manufacturer they've had a bunch of petrol and diesel cars that they've turned into electric versions but they're always just a bit shit because they're not built to be that um and you can just really tell that they've considered every single detail like the amount of smart computer-based stuff in this car um just blows my mind for example uh, driving on a 60 road today um the map data and the sensors on the front of the car working together detected that that road was about to go from a 60 down to a 40 now bearing in mind at this point i'm not in any sort of cruise control like i'm not in any sort of smart driving mode i take my foot off the accelerator 
the car slows me down from 60 to 40 before I reach that 40 sign. And then it detects that there is a roundabout just a bit further ahead. And so still with my foot off the accelerator, still not doing anything, like I'm not telling the car to do anything. It then slows me down from 40 to about 10 miles an hour. So I'm crawling up to the roundabout. Just really cool, to be honest. It, it's it's kind of like getting a new iPhone or something. Because it's not just a car, it's like a mad, intelligent computer that just happens to have four wheels. So there we go, that's the new car. I'll stop talking about cars now because this isn't the fucking car podcast. Um, but speaking of podcasts, I listened to a really interesting one this week. And I put it on my story and uh, it was essentially a psychiatrist, I believe she was of 25 years who spoke to Chris Williamson on the Modern Wisdom podcast and she spoke about all of the things that I love to talk about and so obviously I was going to like the episode but essentially the idea of hedonic adaptation and the idea that chasing pleasure will always leave you unhappy. Now I've realized this in my own life right that the times when you're trying to find pleasure are typically the times when you are most in need of true happiness and yet it's very rare that any single action will give you both, right? And James Smith talks about this a lot when I went to see him talk a few months ago now. He has an entire section of his talk dedicated to why in life you should try and avoid pleasure and pursue happiness. And he essentially breaks it down. The pleasure is something that's easy to get, but also easy to lose and produces a very short-term, potentially long-term negative uh, feeling, right? So drinking, taking any sort of drug, that kind of thing. Short-term pleasure, sure, you know, you get drunk, you get high, you put that bet on and get a frill, but then long-term negative, right? It doesn't actually leave you happy. You're in this constant state of chasing that high. Um, And so anecdotally, all of this made sense to me. It's something I could get on board with. But then this particular podcast, which whilst I'm talking, I'm actually going to unlock my phone and find the episode number so you can go and listen to it uh, because it blew my mind and I shared all my story and it also blew the mind of two other people who messaged me about it. Okay, so episode number 392 of Modern Wisdom uh, is called How to Reset Your Brain's Dopamine Dopamine Balance. And um, it's just mad. Like, I won't try and summarize it in too much detail but hearing the science behind how our brain reacts to pleasure and to pain and hearing the science behind why pleasure and happiness are fundamentally at odds with each other and the science behind why when you chase something which gives you a buzz you end up inevitably in a slump afterwards and each time you chase that buzz each time you chase that high of whatever it might be for you whether it is social media or alcohol or anything and by the way we're all guilty of this i'm not suggesting that i don't fucking check social media way too often i'm not excluding myself from this group i'm just saying that it's super interesting to hear how it all works for us every time you chase that high you need a slightly higher dosage right you, you can't ever disconnect without going cold turkey and completely resetting the dopamine systems in your brain. And so honestly, if there was one podcast that you listened to this year, well, I suppose two, because you're listening to this one right now, but if there was one other podcast that you listened to, make sure it's that episode. I'll put a link to it in the show notes of this episode. Such an incredible listen. Uh, so yeah, check it out and let me know what you think. 
And then this is an interesting one because I'm reading this note and I can't remember what caused me to write it down. I remember where I wrote it. I was sat on my bed yesterday, um, about 2 p.m. Uh, and I wrote this and I can't remember why, but it all makes sense. I know what it means. Just can't remember what caused it. So I wrote down starting is harder. And then I go on to say the current desk setup I have at home, the current office we have in Wales, the softwares we use, the laptop I have, the support network we have around us, all of that stuff, no question makes the work that I do and in turn my life and my likelihood of succeeding higher. It all increases the chances of me continuing to make progress, right? I am at a unfair advantage compared to somebody starting out today and somebody who started 10 years earlier than me is at an unfair advantage compared to me and yet paradoxically none of that exists in the early days right it's just you and a laptop and so very few people have reason to believe that you will succeed and it's in a weird way likely that you won't for every day that you continue to succeed, it almost grants you permission and increases your likelihood of going further and for longer. And I think where I was going with this for is I just realized that the situation that I'm in right now, whilst still, you know, stressful and busy and all of these things, which are real challenges, is in no way as challenging as it was, say, four or five years earlier. And it's in no way as challenging as the situation that somebody else right now, potentially listening to this, is in, right? Taking those first steps in business is always hard. Like, if you can't afford a software that you need to do your job, that's fucking hard, right? If you don't have the laptop that you need to get some work done, that's hard. If you haven't yet built a network of people around you who can offer advice and share ideas and be an ear to just listen to your problems, that makes things harder. But I think what I was trying to get at in uh, writing this note is that I haven't forgot that that's where everybody starts. Like, okay, not everybody. You might might have a trust fund, but I'm assuming with this statement, you don't have a trust fund. You haven't exited another business. Um, You know, you haven't had a huge payout from work for being made redundant or whatever. So every single person starting a business starts with probably the the desk setup they don't need, probably without an office, probably without the funds to really make something last for a long time, almost definitely without the support network and the knowledge, but they start anyway. And so (laughs) what I always want to avoid and this is why uh, I follow so few people on Twitter and on Instagram, is comparing myself where I am now to those who are ahead of me in whatever measurement, right? Whether they have been going for longer, whether they have more clients, whether they have more money. Because I think that comparison in that sense is dangerous enough when you're a few years into this, but comparison in that sense when you're just getting started when it looks like everybody knows something that you don't, where everybody has the equipment when you don't, when everybody has the the opportunities and the people around them and the finances that you don't, it's so easy to think that starting is pointless because it's so easy to think that you will never get there. But everybody starts there. Uh, and as I was reflecting on 
just like how things are kind of easier these days and how in theory at least although the stresses uh, and the the money involved and so on will continue to get higher as this business grows i think the likelihood of success will continue to grow in turn because uh, there's there's a rule in literature and in books called i think like the lindsay rule and it is essentially this idea that for every year a book is around it's likely to be around for another year the idea that there are lots of books that come and go they might be bestsellers for a couple of weeks but then they disappear but if a book makes it to still being successful to still being referenced to still being sold after one whole year well then it must have something about it right and so you can then calculate that it's likely that that book will continue to sell for another year and the same is true when you expand this out to much broader periods of time right if a book is still selling today that was published a hundred years ago well then whatever is in there must be really true about the human condition and we in 2021 must really relate to whatever that author wrote in 1921 and so as such we can assume that because that knowledge is still sound now it will continue to be and it will continue to be sold in a hundred years and so that theory i think can and should be applied to starting growing and maintaining a business and so if you've made it through day one you know it's, it's a fairly good sign that you can make it through day two if you make it through month one going for another month is reasonably likely and then you know make it through a year or then another year is more likely make it through five another five and so on and so i just think that it's important that anybody wherever your age wherever your situation if you're starting out with something just to continue to know that you are in the shittest period like this would be the hardest period for you but just continuing will get you all of those things that currently seem impossible i think that's where i was going with that note i don't really know to be honest uh, and then the last thing i wrote and i know exactly where this note came from uh, is that you can avoid big issues with small actions right so this time last week, well, it's actually Sunday, wasn't it? Because the episode was late. But last week's episode, if you listened, you will remember that I spoke about the little setup that I had created in my bedroom in Corby to increase the chances of me being able to wake up early, to get out of bed and to start being productive sooner in the day. And so that setup was essentially an echo, which switched on a light and turned on heating at the same time as my alarm went off and then a kettle for me to literally wake up stand up walk over the room switch on the kettle turn off the alarm down a pint of water and then i'm up it's light it's warm there's caffeine on the way i've had water and like the day was ready to go right and other than today where actually i got back into bed because i was fucking knackered um that system has so far worked it's probably won me an additional nine hours of working time during the mornings which has been undistracted which has been really productive and which has helped this busy period that we're in that was a set of small actions that helped avoid bigger issues right and as i was reflecting on this because i like to to take a concept from one area of life and ask where can i apply this elsewhere i think it's fair to say that that statement that you can avoid big issues with small actions can be applied to anything right now (laughs) disclaimer these are evidently things i'm not particularly good at Uh, practicing what i preach but eating well exercising avoiding any manner of bad things they're all really small actions like how hard is it to change your online shop to buy something a bit healthier how hard is it to do an extra couple of thousand steps a day it's not very hard 
but extrapolated over many years, those tiny actions help avoid big issues. I mean, yes, they also have upsides, but that's that's not the point of this right now. They literally add years to your life, right? Just being a bit healthier, being a bit more active, uh, maybe not drinking for one of the nights a week when you would drink, maybe getting an extra hour's sleep each night. Like This isn't uh, theoretical. This stuff is scientifically proven beyond doubt to extend your life on average, at least, right? So small actions can avoid big issues. I just think that's interesting that um, taking that and applying it to whatever issues you're facing right now, because at any given time, I'm sure that we can all think of between one and three uh, issues, whether they are big or small, that we are dealing with in our lives right now, that we would rather something be different or better. Um, I think that asking yourself not what is a grand gesture that I can do right now, but rather what are the small things I can do every day to fix it. I think that's a far more sustainable way to fix potential big issues. That is all I have. Uh, My phone keeps ringing, so I'm going to wrap it up now and call back the person who keeps calling me. Uh, Thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 97 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.